the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Democratic Senator Chris Coons seems to suggest sending American troops to Ukraine. Putin will only stop when we stop him. The feud between the Florida governor and Disney heating up. Termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968. New revelations in the John Durham investigation. This is really a historical scandal. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, April 20th. I'm Mike Scott. Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary, 2000 Mules, is coming to a theater near you for two nights only on May 2nd and May 4th. Did operatives stuff ballot drop boxes during the 2020 election? Was the 2020 election really the most secure election in American history? Or were there widespread voter irregularities that have gone previously unreported? In this new film, with research from truthevote.org, D'Souza examines these claims using geospatial and telemetric data, along with security camera footage obtained through open records requests to track the movement of so-called mules as they visited ballot drop boxes in multiple states around the country. Watch the documentary. Decide for yourself. On May 2nd and May 4th, you can attend a limited premiere release of 2,000 Mules in a theater near you by visiting 2000mules.com. Tickets are extremely limited, so get yours today at 2000mules.com. That's the number 2000mules.com. Russia assaulted cities and towns and poured more troops into Ukraine on Tuesday in a potentially pivotal battle for control over the country's eastern industrial heartland of coal mines and factories. If successful, the Russian offensive in what is known as the Donbass would essentially slice Ukraine in two. In Mariupol, the now devastated port city in the Donbass, Ukrainian troops said the Russian military was dropping heavy bombs, flattening what was left of a sprawling steel plant, hit a hospital where hundreds were staying as well. The devastation of the region has prompted MSNBC's former terror analyst Malcolm Nance, a 20-year veteran of the U.S. Navy, to join Ukraine's International Legion. When the invasion happened, I had friends who were in Donetsk, who were in the Ukrainian army, who were writing to us and telling us, we're not going to survive tonight. We've been hit 500 times. Uh, You know, these are graduates at Defense Language Institute. These are my friends. And, you know, as the more I saw of the war going on, the more I thought, I'm done talking. All right. It's time to take action here. So uh, about a month ago, I joined the International uh, Legion here in Ukraine. And I am here to help this country fight, you know, what essentially is a war 
of, of its of ex- extermination. Nan says that many foreign fighters are drawn to Ukraine to stop the brutality they see from Russian forces. I won't even refer to the Russians as an army. Just using mass heavy weapons that are used in combat against civilians. Uh, they are destroying infrastructure. And then you find that they go to the cities and they massacre men, women and children. And that is the fundamental reason everyone is here. When Nance, who is a black man, wears an American flag patch on his chest that makes him recognizable as a foreign enemy to Russian forces, he has this to say. Their emphasis seems to be the mass murder of civilians, which is which is against all laws of war. These are war crimes. So um, believe me, the International Legion here, which is which is a viable, strong combat force, which is out on the line. Uh, no one's going around asking whether, you know, if you're Asian or you're Catholic or you're Jewish, whether you're actually helping the people of Ukraine. They are grateful for the help. And I'm grateful to be here. I'm glad that I can help my friends. And I don't have to listen to them uh, talk about how many children were killed that day. Uh, we're going to try to put a stop to it. A Russian defense ministry spokesman says Moscow's forces bomb numerous Ukrainian military sites, including troop concentrations and missile warhead storage depots in or near several cities or villages. Sergei Orlov is the deputy mayor of Mariupol and says Ukraine needs more military hardware assistance. Situation is changed, and we understand that we need more hard weapon. I mean artillery. I mean tanks, I mean armored vehicles with long range um, of working. And we have still lack of such weapon. And we ask um, to provide uh, to my country this weapon by EU, by UK, by USA. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby says the United States has been supplying Ukraine with vital ammunition. Since the invasion... Uh, uh, we have helped deliver, not just from our stocks, but from stocks of other nations, more than 50 million rounds of small arms ammunition of various calibers. 50 million. Um, And that's the kind of stuff that the Ukrainians are literally using every single day uh, since this invasion began. Kirby went on to say the Russian military's capabilities cannot be underestimated. Mr. Putin still has a lot of his inventory available to him. Some of it's been depleted, Um, some of it's been destroyed, some of it's been captured, but he still has a lot of combat capability available to him, Um, uh, and I think it's important for us to just remember that. Meantime, Democrat Senator Chris Coons is walking back a statement that he made that seemed to suggest advocating for American troops being sent to Ukraine. I think the history of the 21st century turns on how fiercely mm-hmm. we defend freedom in Ukraine and that Putin will only stop when we stop him. Alex Gray, an Oklahoma Senate candidate, joined the Hugh Hewitt show to discuss Coons's comments. It's insanity. Uh, no one wants to send American men and women to go fight in Ukraine. Well, he does. Um, <laughs> well, well, no, no, no thinking person wants to do that. And unfortunately, I I think we've got too many unthinking people in Washington and and, in our Congress. But look, look, Kurt, you you know this as well as anyone. We've got a a crisis in Ukraine that has been caused by, for a large part, by, by the weakness of the Biden administration. Gray says that the Trump administration was effective in handling the threat of Vladimir Putin and Russia. They failed to deter what 
President Trump was able to deter for four years. And we were able, in the administration that I served, we were able to do sensible things like provide Javelin anti-tank missiles, provide uh, training, and and all the sorts of things that you do when you have an invested interest in making sure that aggression doesn't stand. But at the same time, President Trump always understood that American interests while they certainly stood with the Ukrainian people, our interest did not stand with having American boots on the ground or, or anything of that, ma- that nature in Eastern Europe. And, uh, you know, President Trump kept his eye on the ball. Gray went on to say that he believes the real threat America should pay attention to is China. The ball, the biggest threat we face, is the Communist Party of China. And that's where our attention should be focused. And obviously there's a huge connection here between what happens in Eastern Europe, what happens in Ukraine and Taiwan and the Taiwan Strait. But one thing that Xi Jinping is sitting in Beijing hoping we do is get ourselves bogged down in Eastern Europe for decades like we were in the Middle East. To him, that would be the greatest possible strategic victory. And unfortunately, Senator Coons seems inclined to hand that to the CCP. Palestinian militants fired a rocket into southern Israel for the first time in months. It's a potentially major escalation after clashes at a sensitive holy site in Jerusalem and a wave of attacks and military raids. Israel said it intercepted the rocket and there were no immediate reports of casualties or damage. Israel holds Gaza's militant Hamas rulers responsible for all such projectiles and usually launches airstrikes in their wake. It was the first such rocket fire since New Year's Eve. Special Counsel John Durham asserted in a court filing that the CIA concluded data from Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman alleging coordination between Donald Trump and Russia was user-created. Sussman is accused now of lying to the FBI by saying he was not attending a meeting on behalf of a particular client when he was actually presenting information on behalf of the Hillary Clinton campaign with a technology executive with whom he worked. Durham says the government expects to produce evidence that will reflect that the FBI and CIA concluded that the Russian collusion allegations were untrue and unsupported. Jim Trusty, a former federal prosecutor, joined Fox Business to discuss the new revelations from the Durham investigation. It sounds like the CIA walked away from it like a hot potato, saying this is worthless. And remember, there's already been pleadings in this case, in Sussman's case, that identify the actual technological workers themselves, the researchers, as saying this is a really, really thin thing that we could never support if technologically savvy people challenged our conclusion. So it's a little bit of a rabbit hole for Sussman's trial, but it continues to let us look back to the period around 2015 and 16 and wonder how politicized law enforcement was. Trustee says that the Durham investigation has uncovered a lot of corruption in both the FBI and 
the 2016 Clinton campaign. You've got an aggressive special counsel sniffing around at a lot of people up the FBI chain, up the Hillary Rodham Clinton campaign chain, all the way up through lawyers that were working for her. So it's almost malpractice if you're a lawyer and you represent one of these people to not ask the question, hey, am I a subject, a target, or a witness? If I'm a witness, great. We'll come, we'll talk, we'll be cooperative. If I'm anything else, you're going to have to either immunize me or, uh, or go without me. And that's what's happening with these non-cooperators. They're not obstructing justice. They're just not participating until they get some sort of assurance that they're not in harm's way. Trusty points out that the former director of the CIA, John Brennan, was involved. John Brennan was the one that supposedly tipped off everyone in the White House that, hey, Hillary's about to come up with this big distraction at Trump's expense, and it's going to be about Russia. Trusty says that perhaps with the Durham investigation, people will start to see that the politicization of law enforcement is real. This is a, a really a historical scandal. I mean, it's one that you and I have been talking about a lot, had a bit of a media blackout everywhere else, and I'm glad it's finally getting some traction and people care about it. And this trial is probably going to shed some light. You know, the Sussman trials in mid-May, we might see some of this information about the Clinton campaign and law enforcement corruption, kind of the deep state that everyone mocks, seems to be a real thing. Meanwhile, Hillary for America is trying to claim privilege over communication that Durham is seeking to use as evidence. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday asked the legislature to repeal a law allowing Walt Disney World to operate a private government over its properties in the state. The latest volley in a feud between the governor and the entertainment giant over what critics have dubbed the don't say gay law. I am announcing today that we are expanding the call of what they are going to be considering this week. And so, yes, they will be considering the congressional map, but they also will be considering termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968. And that includes the Reedy Creek Improvement District. DeSantis is battling Disney over the company's opposition to a new law that bars instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. I think had Disney not done what they had done, we wouldn't have gone and taken a look at special districts and realized we had this issue with these pre-constitution special districts. That wouldn't have happened. And that's why I say when you, when you kick the bee's nest... Um, sometimes things come out, and that's absolutely happened here. Ramesh Panuru, senior editor at National Review, says that while critics of Disney's corporate and government power have usually been on the left side of the aisle, it's now coming from the right. Politicians' motives are always mixed, or at least usually mixed. Look, the funny thing about this is that Disney's special status and its commingling of government and corporate power has always had these kind of gadfly critics mostly on the left. And now it's a Republican governor, you know, for, I think, pretty straightforward political motivations, who is got it in his targets. Panuru says it's probably time to take a second look at Disney's special privileges. I think that there's a strong case that the privileges just don't make sense and that this has just been something that people have just accepted as a fact of life in Florida politics for decades now. Republicans propose to impose committee term limits on both parties in Washington. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett has more details. A proposal by House Republicans to add term limits for committee chairs and ranking members to House rules if they win back control of the chamber is getting some enthusiastic support from GOP lawmakers. 
Punchbowl News reported that the House GOP is considering such a change. That could block several senior Democrats from keeping their top committee spots next year and force others out of coveted top slots. The House Republican Conference has a long-time internal rule prohibiting members from serving more than three consecutive terms in the top two committee seats. But the House Democratic Caucus does not limit how long a lawmaker may serve in those roles. Bernie Bennett in Washington. The International Monetary Fund on Tuesday downgraded the outlook for the world economy this year and next, blaming Russia's war in Ukraine for disrupting global commerce, pushing up oil prices, threatening food supplies, and increasing uncertainty already heightened by the coronavirus and variants. IMF Chief Economist Pierre-Olivier Gorincha says the IMF is cutting the global growth forecast due to the Russia-Ukraine war. Beyond its immediate and tragic humanitarian impact, the war will slow economic growth and increase inflation. Gorincha says the war in Ukraine will have an impact on global economic growth. We have revised our projection for global growth downwards to 3.6% in both 2022 and 2023. This reflects the direct impact of the war on Ukraine and sanctions on Russia, with both countries projected to experience steep contractions. The medicinal use of hallucinogenic mushrooms is gaining momentum in a few states. One reason is that in some states, military veterans are advocating for the therapeutic value of psychedelic drugs. Four states have approved studying the medicinal properties in the last two years, and several cities have also decriminalized the so-called magic mushrooms. Oregon has legalized the therapeutic use of psilocybin, the psychedelic active ingredient found in certain mushrooms. Jason Walker reporting. And finally, a new U.S. government center aims to become the National Weather Service for infectious diseases. An early warning system to help guide the response to COVID-19 and future pandemics. The new Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics launched on Tuesday. Its leaders say predicting the course of the COVID-19 pandemic in the U.S. has been hampered by data collection problems. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says the center aims to become an early warning center for guiding the response to any future pandemic. This new center has the potential to improve lives, to save lives in ways we can really only even imagine at this time. White House Virus Response Coordinator Ashish Jha says the new analytics center marks a new phase in fighting pandemics. Where we make sure that the rest of this pandemic and future ones are responded to and predicted and worked on much more effectively. And that is the most important path that we can take to making sure that we save lives, we protect livelihoods. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.